Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's very special episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name is Jack, and for the first time ever, I'm actually sitting here with Chris. Chris, how are you doing? To clarify, this is not the first time we've ever sat in a room together. No, this is the first time we're we get to record together. the podcast. Yes. I am uh, on my trip that I talked about last week, and uh, it's off to a good start already. Recording tonight. Should record one more during this trip, but... We, we can't figure that one out yet. <laughs> yeah, we still need to, but uh, I think this one will work. Figure that out tomorrow. Um, yeah, so what's next? Chris has got the show notes. i got to read off those. Um, yeah, so new intro. You just heard it. Uh, we got to give a special thank you to Justin. You've heard him. He's been on our podcast. We've been on his. Uh, he agreed to do the voiceover for us, and we are both extremely happy with how it came out. So, Justin, thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Justin. Yeah, that's awesome. And another thing, social media stuff. If you haven't noticed, we've obviously been more active on there. We've been posting stuff from parks, which we're going to try to be more often. But Yeah, um, yeah, we're definitely trying to step up our social media game. Mm-hmm. This is going to drop after we do it, but there will be a live stream from Dollywood tomorrow. So if you've seen it, great. If not, I don't think it will exist anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, let's get into our weekly news. Okay, park reopenings. We do this every week pretty much. Uh, we've got a couple big ones, a couple small ones. So we've got Lakemont Park did reopen. That, and it had Leap the Dips open as well, which is great. All this coaster in the U.S. Yep. I was supposed to go there. Didn't. Uh, half the, I think you were supposed to go uh, four, no, three of them on this. Yeah, three of these I was supposed to go to this year. Yep. Uh, the other next one was Knobles, Um Another one I was supposed to go yep. to. Waldemir with Ravine Fire 2. I wasn't supposed to go there, but I wish I could have. Uh, but that's good to see. Reopening. Six Flags Great Adventure reopened. I know everybody's happy to get back on Toro. Yeah, Camden Park, uh, again, not a big one. And then I think the biggest one that reopened this week was probably Kings Island with Orion, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show because yes. I got the chance to go ride it. Mm-hmm. So we did. I didn't see any major parks announce openings this week. I so, didn't either. Uh, we really don't have any of those. We do have the first park, though, to go back on their reopening plan, and that's Kennywood. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they, if it's uh, in their best judgment, they think it's good to push it back, then that's fine. You can understand that. So I don't think it's that bad of a thing, especially now that Pennsylvania enthusiasts are getting more parks opening. They can live without one. Yeah, you've got Candemonium now. Don't cry. And Candemonium um, and all those. Yeah. The um, Jersey Devil, as well as pretty much, I think, every major, I think every Six Flags ride that was scheduled to open in 2020. There's, I think there's a few exceptions, but for the, yeah, for the most part, all have been delayed till 2021. I think we all expected this. So Yeah, we kind of saw this coming, so not too shocking of a news, but at least it's still happening. And then we had another park that was open and then did close because one of their employees caught the Rona. <laughs> that yes. was... 
uh, Oa, Oa. The, the Zampella Park. Yeah. They have reclosed. Um, they it says that they're closed through the eighth of July, so really not long. I think yeah. just long enough for them to like completely clean everything in the entire park. Um, I was interested to see when this would happen because we knew. I think we kind of just knew it was going to happen. It was just yeah. going to be which park and how are they going to handle it. So mm-hmm. we didn't have a whole lot of news. This yeah, week, that was the news. We just kind of blew through that really fast. We do. We've got a ton of other stuff we're going to talk about because. Some stuff's happened today. Yeah. But first I think the, the first, week. yeah, first is right of the week. Um, last week's was this entertaining. Is, this, yeah, last week's was entertaining. I don't think you ever really got to give your opinions on Diamondback, did you? It was just. I said that it was good, but it didn't have a good pace second half, which is pretty much my thoughts on it. Yeah, well. That was like my brief thoughts, which is fine. Last week's was good enough. They don't they yeah, we, know my full opinion. They got your dad <laughs> instead. <laughs> That was, that was a very entertaining thing to edit. Um, but this week, we're down to our last B&M Hyper sadness. Um, but yeah, it's the Mako. best one. Mako, let's see what we're no, The best one, in our opinion. Yes. Uh, so, you want to start? Um, I, don't know, I feel like you should. It's your baby. <laughs> okay, well, as of now, it's my favorite coaster in Florida. You know, there's still Iron Gwazi and Velocicoaster, but as of now, it's my favorite in Florida. Um, First drop this is my favorite drop on a hyper. The turnaround, you know, it, it's fine. It's just a turn, or not a turnaround, but just a, the first overbank. Um, then you go into the first camelback, which is like seven straight seconds of pure heaven. So that's fantastic. Turnaround, fine. Another floater hill. This one has a trim, but it doesn't affect it too much, in my opinion. You get some decent floater. And then there's the speed hill before the mid course, which is absolutely fantastic. That's basically ejector. Then after the mid course, you have one more hill, which is eh. But then you have like the weird, fast transitioning wave turn thing, where if you're in the back left, you're getting thrown sideways. So it's really a complete ride because it's fantastically paced with just airtime throughout the whole thing, and it's just the most well-rounded of all of them, in my opinion. Yeah. I also, agree. no seatbelts. Yes, the no seatbelts is a plus. Yes. Um. Yeah, my thought, like, the layout pretty much the same. I would like to point out that it was I that taught Chris to hold the restraints up. And that's, if you don't know, I'm being on the hypers. You just need, the, I think it's three clicks from the top position is, like, all you need to get the green to dispatch. So if you can get away with that, you just hold the restraint up. And going down those drops is life-changing. Yes. Because you thought airtime was good before. You've never experienced that airtime was like, like my this. best Mako rides I've had for sure. Um, and I, as I keep telling Chris, you have to go do that on Fury three two five in the back row because it's Mako's drop, but one hundred and twenty five feet taller. It's yes. fantastic. But anyways, back to talking about Mako. Um, I mean, the whole thing is just great. The color scheme's great. The trains look great. The layout's great. Is I mean, yeah, like it's like Chris said, those the what the two or three big Camelback kills are just insane ejector pretty mm-hmm. much the whole i mean you're just out of your seat and you're out of it the whole time you're going over the hill which is just phenomenal um it really does kind of make some of the other hypers hard to ride after that because it's like oh that actually wasn't as good as i thought it was Mako ruins things it's that good i'm now i'm not saying it ruined diamondback diamondback it didn't really ruin diamondback for me but intimidator for sure after i was like oh 
Well, so Intimidator was never that great anyway. No, but it just got worse after riding Mako. Yeah. So we talked about Intimidator earlier. Yeah, we did. Um, so yeah, basically Mako is a fantastic ride. I agree with Chris. It's my favorite in Florida. I think I have Kumba right behind it. Maybe a few spots. I also do. It's Mako, Kumba, Hagrid. And part of me, yeah, I think part of me expects it still to be my favorite once uh, Iangwazi opens up. I wouldn't be surprised if it is either. Same with even after Velocicoaster. Yeah, with Velocicoaster too. I just, uh, I love the B&M Hypers, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Mm. Jack's obsession with B&M Hypers. Um, okay. So we're that, that was right of the show. week. Yeah, we're plowing through the show tonight. I think it's because we're tired. Yeah, we are tired. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, social media. So we're going to plug them for the next couple of weeks, like here in the middle, not the end. Yeah. Uh, just because we're trying to get our follower count up on them and we're trying to get some new listeners. We're, I mean, we're enjoying doing the show, but we want to like grow our audience. So if you don't follow us on social media, Instagram is at twisted underscore travelers. And then Twitter is at Twisted Travelers, or not, excuse me, Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is a one because I continue to bug Twitter to let me get the Twisted Traveler's handler, but they won't let me. It'll happen eventually. It will happen eventually. We are, it is going, you will know when it happens too because it will be the episode title and it will be all, I'm, it will, everyone It'll will know. <laughs> Okay. when it happens so yeah follow us on social media um if you have ideas for shows send them to us uh through social media or the we website put a poll up from last week oh, we, oh crap put it, we could put it up tomorrow. yeah we'll put let's we'll put it up tomorrow um, mako versus diamondback mako poll. versus diamondback us. poll um you let us know what y'all prefer and if you want to give us reasoning why maybe we can read those next week on the show so, all right. Is it time for me to explain myself? <laughs> explain yourself to the drunk riders, Jack. Okay. Um, if you don't follow me on Twitter, um, which you should, or uh, so shameless plug uh, at Thrilling Moment. If you don't follow me, you won't know. But if you do follow me, you know that I was I got the chance to ride Orion during the first riders event uh, earlier. I guess it was last week. Um, and I loved it a lot more than everyone thought anyone would. Like, it's in my top 10. Just let that sink in. <laughs> um, I don't believe him, by the way. Don't. I haven't written it yet, but I still don't believe him. I'm not on his side here. Yeah, he's been grilling me about it ever since I like showed him where I ranked it. But anyway, this is how I keep telling it to myself: like it did everything right and nothing wrong. Is it the perfect coaster? No. Is it a very, very good coaster and a good fit for Kings Island? Yes, because. I mean, it had a four-hour wait, so clearly they did something right. Um, and it's had a four-hour wait multiple days after opening. So, again, they've done something right. But I, a lot of it comes down to the ride itself is really good. I mean, all the elements are executed extremely well. The biggest complaint against the ride is it could use one more element 
Um, and just because of that, uh, I just think it that's really what like puts it down lower from like I think I have it under Millennium Force at the moment. Um, but I like if it had one more element, I think it'd be over Millennium. But I think what it does really well is from the moment you walk into Area 72, you don't want to leave. Like, it's that good. But you have to leave eventually because it doesn't look like there's any shade. You got Flight of Fear. That whole queue's indoors. Well, I mean, yeah, the queue for that. But, like, let's say you're somebody who doesn't want to ride Flight of Fear. You're waiting for your family to get off Flight of Fear, Orion. Just go stand under the lockers. Or hide in the family restroom. Okay. <laughs> or stand uh, under say, racer. Listen, the area looks pretty well done. I just wish they would have put in some more trees from all the pictures I've seen. I see, but they kind of do, like the trees don't really fit with it though, because it's supposed to be like a very like industrial. Just military. covering, like you yeah. have the generic cover over Fury's cube. True. Do I don't know where I heard it, but I if if the, you're the person who came up, actually no, I do. It was um coasterradio.com. They their reporters on it refer to them. They're refer to them as the Cedar Fair Triangle or yes, Shade Triangle. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Just I don't know. If you look at the above you or under it, it's all triangles. Yeah. It works fine. Maybe. I don't know. But everything is done extremely well. I mean, the I'm a score knocked it out of the park with the soundtrack. It's so good. Um, and the queue, there are parts of it. Um, you've got posters and everything, and of course you're right under the lift hill, so you've always got something to look at. But then you get to the last, like, shade structure before you go into the station, and it is in, like, extremely well themed in there um and then the ride station is fantastic and the trains are the b&m trains and they've got the clamshells so they're extremely comfortable i don't know i if you know me and you've seen my top 20 you know i have a very like eclectic taste of coasters and kind of just what i like is in my top 20 and Orion really just impressed me. Overall, I enjoyed it a bunch, and so it wound its way into my top 20. Actually, top 10. Um, I will say, uh, for the best experience, because I do think there's places that are better on the coaster, front row, and if you can, I don't know if they're going to do any like later days in August, but if you can find a way to get a night ride on this thing, get a night ride on this coaster that was kick butt like uh, it was that was easily the best ride we had on it and it was just awesome so okay now i mean do, it, do it, you, here i'll let you go ahead and counter me we'll listen, see how this goes uh, it's gonna be a good ride i think everybody can agree that it's gonna be a good ride. i don't think there's a single bnm hybrid that's a bad ride right so Oh, the thing with Orion is there are other coasters out there that do what Orion does, as in every single element is like just really perfectly well executed. But there are so many rides out there that do that that are just longer. That's you, the thing. You make a good point with that. It, I don't know. Part of it, I think there is definitely the fact that it was the first new big coaster in like months i know <laughs> um i think also part of it is that like i am kind of, like i am not a king's island fanboy in the true sense of the name but i definitely uh will 
geek out a little more than the average coaster enthusiast over King's Island. Um, I it, it it really is a good ride. Like I know everyone doesn't want to believe it's a good ride. I mean, or everybody I should, likes clowning on. Yeah, I think everyone's really enjoyed just like dumping on the ride for the last however many because people have too high expectations yeah well and my dad got the chance to talk with don helbig about the ride and he said from the very beginning they did not want a fury 325 style coaster they wanted something different now whether that was the right move by the park or not that's up to uh, i mean that's up to everyone to make their own decision on i personally think it played off well because I think when it also comes down to it, we have to remind ourselves they don't build these coasters for us. Yeah. They build them for everyone, and we may get like a tiny, we might get our wish like once in a millennium force and get Steel Vengeance. I had to make the pun. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to make that pun. No, but like Steel Vengeance, I think, is one of like the few examples of like enthusiasts truly getting the coaster they want. Yeah. So I, I need to write it for myself because I haven't written it yet. But I just—it's four hours that for way. Me, I'm just saying. I can't see it being better than Mystic. I have to write it myself because you never know. I could write it in every element. Well, it could be absolutely perfect and just like way better than any well, other element. And I personally didn't hype. expect it to be better than Mystic either. And my my ranking at Kings Island was Diamondback, Mystic, Banshee. Um, and this got in front of both Diamondback, it got in front of all of them, so. I just love Mystic too much. I mean, Mystic is a very good ride, and I will be the first to admit it was running phenomenally on opening day. And I, we'll transition to talking about that. Um, opening day was kind of weird. My day, it didn't start out that great. It got a lot better as it went on. Um so we got to the park, got through. So the first thing they did was they decided not to open the parking gates until literally at 1030. What time did they open? Well, they, the reservations were eligible for 1030. So the park <laughs> opened technically at 11, but still. So they had traffic backed up all the way out onto um, I-71, which is a pretty good distance yeah um so yeah i do know that they have changed it now they are opening the parking lot earlier but it was kind of a nightmare on opening day and we're yeah and then of course the screening the temperature screening was kind of slow because of course everyone and their mother showed up right at 10 30 even if they didn't have a 12 because they didn't check your reservation until you got through the um to the ticket booth so you could technically get like your if you had a 12 p.m reservation you could still get there at 10 30 you just have to wait an hour and a half to go in um so yeah tons of people trying to get through that finally got into the park met up with my friend bob and he and i headed back to behind the wind seeker just to take pictures of orion um get like just a ton i have I think I took over two. I think it took over twenty five hundred pictures just of Orion, which is a lot. What's your record in the day? In a day, I think it's three. 
I think it's 3,500 at Holiday World last year. So you did. Kind of close. I got kind of close. Yeah. That was a, that day was really interesting because that was actually the first time I'd ever used my new camera and I didn't realize like how powerful it was. So mm-hmm. I kind of overkilled it that day. Um, but anyway, so we shot Orion for a bit, then broke off. Uh, dad kind of just left us. He was like, yep, y'all have fun. And so come to find out he rode Mystic and Diamondback without me. I, I think that would be me. Honestly, I, I, yeah. That, if you wanted to go off taking pictures, I'd be fine with it. If it was just you and me at a park, I'd just go ride stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So after that, uh, we met back up and we got in line for Diamondback, whose line was spilling out in the midway at this point. Keep in mind, I should say this Orion's, all of its switchbacks were full. It was out on the. I saw the picture from the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was out on the Coney Mall, ran all the way down in front of Antique Autos, kind of down towards Windseeker, back up in front of where Vortex's station used to be, in front of Jake Lyra Roll, all the way in front of the old Vortex plot, made, and then headed down the uh, Diamondback splashdown path. And uh, at one, I think at the longest it was, it was right around where the clock is at the back of the Eiffel Tower. After we're done recording, I want to show you on Google Earth my first time riding Flight of Passage and show you how long that line was. Yeah, okay, you have to show me this, yeah. So, yeah, it was an insanely long line. Now, I will say, I have to give the Orion team's props. They were, like, chewing through this line like it was nobody's business. They had it into the queue by the end of the day, which I thought was insanely impressive. Um... So anyway, so we got in line for Diamondback. I was like, oh, I'm going to go check on Mystic. And well, in that time period, my dad got jumped into the queue, and they would not let me get in to uh, get up there with him. So he actually jumped out. We went and took pictures on top of the Eiffel for a bit. And then my first ride that wasn't Orion was actually in Vertigo. (laughs) I I wish y'all could see. He likes in Vertigo. I don't. He hasn't ridden like a good, good, good Vacoma. Like you could say Dragonfly. I knew you were going to say Dragonfly. But like top US Vacoma, which is basically Everest. And that's it at this point, at the moment. Yeah. So he hasn't ridden Everest yet. He doesn't know what a good Vacoma is. He thinks Invertigo is good. I hate Invertigo. Okay. So it in bruised the my face. My dad and I really like Invertigo, but like, we'll have, I have to say this. I wish that like this were a visual podcast because. Look on Chris's face when I saw it in Vertigo. It was amazing. Not a fan. Anyway, so we rode that. Then we, um, I walked down to the bat and took some pictures. The line was pretty obnoxious, so we didn't ride that. From there, we rode Racer. We won. I was happy. Well done. And then we headed into, uh, I keep wanting to call it X Space, Area 72. Um, not to ride Orion, but to ride Flight of Fear, which, as I expected, was a walk-on mm-hmm. all day long. So we get in there, and they've actually done some little cue enhancements and everything just to kind of get everything like up to par with Orion. Still the best queue at any Cedar Fair park. Like, I'm sorry, that one just beats all of them. Which one's Orion's? No, Flight of oh, Fear. Oh, Flight of Fear. Okay. That beats all. The only ride that might put up a fight is Ghost Rider or, or some, one of the 
No, not even copyright. Really? Okay. Well, you, I mean, you walk in and it's just the entire UFO and you've got the pre-show. I mean, yeah. everything. So, in yeah. So, but we get on Flight of Fear and we're sitting there and I'm looking down the launch tunnel. Like, is it just me or the service lights on? Well, the service lights were on, so we actually got a lights on Flight of Fear ride. And if you've never experienced one of these, I will say this: there's some like. The outdoor uh, premiere launches, spaghetti bowl coasters, are good, but I think you lose something not being in that building. Having a lights-on ride on Flight of Fear in the building is just nuts because you already feel, like, so compact in that building. And then some of these supports, I mean, they're inches of clearance, and it's just fantastic. The only thing about Poltergeist, which is the only one you and me have done, I know that there's Joker's Jigs, but we haven't done that yet, Mm -hmm. is that it doesn't have the mid-course. That is true. At one point in time, probably back in 2017, Kings Island didn't like use their mid course. You just flew through it. They definitely use their mid course now, which is it's kind of cool though because you're like you and if you're in the front, sideways. you're just like yeah. laying sideways, which is just a really weird and uncomfortable feeling, but kind of fun. So mm. yeah, and then I took some more pictures of Orion during the middle of the day, and then um, we just kind of started bouncing around knocking out rides i think i finally got on uh, diamondback at that point um did a couple of other things and then um met up again with bob and he actually took some of my senior pictures for me that was fun and then i ditched my camera and was like okay let's ride some stuff we did mystic oh yes mystic is running good um trying to think what else we rode got you no, we didn't ride Banshee. We didn't ride Banshee. I did not ride Banshee. You have disappointed me. You rode in Vertigo, but not Banshee. Because Banshee had an hour-long line the entire I'd day. I'd rather wait that than ride in Vertigo. But in Vertigo had no line. I'd rather wait Banshee's hour-long line, and then it break down as I'm about to get it off. It broke than down every 30 minutes. I, we were just watching Banshee throughout the whole day, and my dad and I were like, it is not worth it. We would rather ride other stuff. So. I've heard from some people it's gotten really bad this year, but I think I... So then we were just kind of like running around. We used our meal plan and got uh, the patchwork potato fries, which if you haven't had these, uh, these are right there at the like drop of um, Mystic Timbers and Diamondback right in that little area. Okay. They're, they're really good. They are really good. And we, kept, we ran over and we got in line for Beast with about five, ten minutes to park close. We get in the station. And there's no one there. And so my dad and I get in line for front row. We get on and the gates close and they're like a perfect like Zen ride. And it's even better because I check the restraints and we leave the station. We're going up the lift hill and we're going the whole way up super slow. And we get to the top and it was like the straight out of RCT moment. We stop at the top of the lift hill because we have to wait on the train on the second lift to clear the block. And the lady just comes over to speak. She's like, sorry, guys, I hit dispatch a little too early. And we're like, it's okay. So, and then just having a Zen ride on that coaster is so cool because you just get to hear it, like, mm. groan and just run through that course. Um, you definitely can see Orion, so if that's something you're going to be sad about. I uh, Just get over it right now. You definitely can see Orion from parts of it. Not all of it. Just as you're coming out of the first valley dip and into the uh, brake shed, you definitely can see it. But after that, 
you really can't see it till you're at the top of the second lift. So I'm surprised we haven't heard anybody groaning about that. I, that was really I was kind of surprised that people weren't going like nuts. But There's then the, people groaning all about Velocicoaster from Hogsmeade, but none of that. Yeah, well, I will also say this: no one they had a night ride on the beast till last night, so the, and they haven't had time to write up their blog post or their YouTube videos and okay. complain about it yet. So. That'll come eventually. It will come eventually, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, Beast is awesome. And that was really kind of our whole day at King's Island um, talking about uh, COVID procedures, the new normal. We got to talk about COVID procedures, not how good their ops were. Um, everyone was wearing a mask. I've heard, oh, I, I heard probably at least 100 times employees telling people to get your mask over your nose and over your chin. And cover your face and don't take it. They were definitely telling people, and if people were confronting them about, well, I don't want to wear masks, and they were directing them to one of the mask-free zones, which don't ask me where they are because I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so definitely uh, that was good. Uh, the temperature screening process was super easy getting into the park. Like, it, it was just super easy. And, I mean, everything was done very well. Um, wiping trains down every 30 minutes. They're staggering seats um, in various ways, depending on the coaster and the train styles. Banshee is running every row. I know that because we saw it from the Eiffel. Um, so are they doing outside, inside also? No, just since they're, I think the trains are just about six feet apart. Okay. Or rows are just about six feet apart, so it's just below them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, I I really do have to take my hat off. The morning of King's Island was it was really hot, and I was just like not in the mood to wait for anything. I've been there. So like I was just not in a good mood that morning. But towards the end of the day, everything kind of started to thin out. We were able to get on some stuff, and it cooled down. I was having much of our time. I also have to give a shout out, and I um, for blanking on the name. I'll I'll link it in the show notes. I promise. Um, we met a guy who he writes for um just various he's like a freelance coaster writer okay basically writes for attractions magazine and other various things um and he's got a disability pass and so he actually got me bob and dad on orion without waiting that's nice on opening day which was super nice so thank you to him for like just letting us get to ride with him because that was super nice um, cause like I said, it had a four and a half, five hour wait at one point. And I wasn't about to do that. I wouldn't either. I would so, just write, get my one ride early in the morning. And that'd be it. Well, we didn't even do that. There were so many people in front of us. It was like, there's no point in trying yeah. to. And of course we've all got our giant camera bags with us. So we'd have to rent lockers and everything. And mm-hmm. but yeah, every, I have Kings Island's done a great job with reopening. Definitely want to get back up there soon. Rides Orion some more. I definitely want to. I, I literally have one ride on like all of the big coasters still, so I definitely except want to, for Banshee, except for Banshee, yeah. So, gotta get back there soon. So there's Jack Kings Island trip report. Yep. Shall we talk? You're about, still gonna get made fun of about a ride. Yeah, right? yeah. Just go ahead and roast me in the comments if you don't. More than likely going on the Drunk Riders podcast, which if you don't listen to them, it's it's an interesting podcast. I, I say interesting, and the guys, you know, I love you. I say interesting in the most kind way possible, but I'm more than likely going on their podcast sometime in the near future, 
to just get roasted for an hour. And I, I'm going to play those for you tonight or tomorrow morning. I'm going to play the two segments where they just okay. roast me because, yeah. Guys, I love you. Um, please forgive me for having Orion so high on my coaster count. Maybe I'll bring you back something from Europe. <laughs> Maybe. If you get to go. If I get to go. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, what did we do today? What did we do today? Well, we it's hung kind out. Of impulsive. Well, I did. Okay, so I did a little bit more. Like, I'll just start out the thing. I went to Lake day. Winnie. That that was cool. I went to Lake Winnie. Cannonball's awesome, by the way. Um, but everything else is closed, so that'll be my short little thing. I went to Lake Winnie. That was cool. Also did fun spot America Atlanta yesterday. Uh, they've got a miler. Not a big fan of the those milers. <laughs> But I rode the credits. Um, and then, so I show up at Jack's, I'll say, like, 2 o'clock. we still got time. We usually don't record till night. It's night right now, and we're recording. Yep. And um, so we're like, well, what do we do? We have literally nothing to do. So, so Jack's just... like, I got to bring a friend. Let's just go to Dollywood. Yep. So, yeah, we literally hopped in. I got on Dollywood.com. I made reservations for today. Got in the car. We drove up there, and we went to Dollywood today, like, we're going tomorrow. Like, that's always been a plan. Today was just going to be like, oh, yeah, we can hang out and do something. It's like, yeah, we got time. Let's go ride Lightning Rod song. Yes. So we got lucky. Lightning Rod had, like, no weight at all. Yeah. It, it was going down off and on all day, I'm pretty sure, but for still the, had no weight. So for the time we were there, it was open right up to the very end. So I think we got four rides yep. in. We did the front row. I think like, front row, row 11, row 9, and row 5. Something. And we were going to get a row 3, but then it broke down. Yeah, it broke down. We did get, um like, I call them exit passes. Dollywood will give, if, like, you're next in line for and a ride breaks down or, they let, like, a disability in front of you, they give you, like, a little business card thing that says valid for one, skip the line, and the track gets long choice. tomorrow, we will use it. Yeah, if lines get long tomorrow, we will use them. The only only place we can't use them is Dragon Flyer. I don't think either of us really care no, that much. Either. So definitely, hope we have. Uh, we I have been stockpiling those for a while. I'm. I thought about being that person that makes copies of them and just has. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, lightning rod four times. That the lightning rod is so weird. It, like, we had some ride. We had one ride where it was like, kind of like, eh, okay, that was good. Like our front row ride was. It was, it was okay. Yeah. Then we, like, the last ride we did on it was, like, in row, row nine, nine. And we both came off of it, like... What was that? Well, okay, <laughs> to put it into perspective, we rode in row one. And then left. Went out the exit. Went back in the queue and walked right, right back onto, onto the, the next train. train. Probably, like, a minute, minute and a half. A minute and a half, maybe. Yeah. And in that minute and a half, it somehow... Went got being, 15 miles an hour faster. Yeah, that's pretty much how it felt. I don't know how. Like, our bodies were bruised after that ride, it felt like. Just violent ejector. Yeah, I don't know how it did it, but it did. Like, it changes in a minute and a half, apparently. And it was amazing. Yep. I was. It's still just as good as I remember it, as always. Uh, I know we've been talking about Thunderhead a lot, because Jack's been raving about it. Yeah. We were twice today in the back. It is better. It's smoother. It feels like it's running faster, but it's still not better than Mystic Timbers. I no will way say this. as good as Mystic Timbers. I, part of me kind of hopes it rains tomorrow now, since we got some lightning rods, rides in tonight. Now we have exit. 
Yeah, and we have exit passes. I want it to rain so you can ride Thunderhead just right after it rains. If it could do it at the end of the day, that'd yeah. be best for sure. Uh, also, did Wild Eagle in the back. If you call that coaster mild, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. No offense. I mean, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. We. I don't know what people. When this coaster like first opened, I guess it was around the time when Lightning Rod was announced, when a lot of enthusiasts started getting to Dollywood, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, oh, it's it's okay. I don't know what you're talking about. This thing has got forces galore. It's better than Gatekeeper, not as good as Thunderbird. We have the exact same rankings. Back row is just straight floater down the drop. Those normal drops on the wing, better it's than wing so over drops. I was saying earlier. It's honestly a better drop than Valraven. <laughs> I don't know how, but it is. Valraven is a coaster literally all about its drop. Yeah. And then the first half is like intense. Like I gray out every time. I got to ask, what do you define as the first half? I'd say all the way up until the corkscrew. Okay. That's what I'd say. So but, like the run out. Yeah. So like drop, loop, and then loop. I usually start to gray a little bit at the top. No joke. At the top. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Like, I think my senses are delayed. Uh, <laughs> I reach, it reaches the top and, like, you grade a little bit. And it comes out and it goes into the zero-g roll. And that's when it just goes, like, completely white. <laughs> and see, I get, the, I get to ride next to him. And I at this point, I just look over at him. I just watch his eyes just go in the yeah. back of his head. And then you get to the top of the zero-g roll and they roll back into focus. Yeah, but it is actually an intense ride. You gray out on it sometimes. Every once in a while I do. If I haven't had something to drink in a while, or I, I can make myself gray out on it. If I, I can let myself slip out of consciousness for just a little bit, but I don't like to do that because it's really not. Yeah. Um, the second half, I mean, it's okay. I mean, the Airtime Hill going into, like, the, like, helix things yeah that's pretty fun if mm-hmm. i that's probably the only part of the ride i prefer in the front um to be honest yeah i can but, see that uh yeah it's it's a great ride i love eagle wild eagle is a very very good coaster and, and we got diabetes oh yes uh we did we did get cinnamon bread which is you know probably the best part of dollywood not lightning rod it's definitely the cinnamon bread uh just as good as ever you can never pass up getting cinnamon bread when you go to Dollywood, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you say that as someone who doesn't go every weekend. I can definitely... I'm going to get it again tomorrow. I'm going to puke if I eat any more of it. You don't have to eat it. Okay. Oh, oh, boy. Uh, I, oh, boy. Also did Mystery Mind. That thing's still pretty uncomfortable, but it's fun. Go listen it's to last week's episode yeah, if you want to yeah, know how to plugged. fix it. <laughs> yeah, we plugged it. Uh Last week's episode, we talked about what we would do to Mystery Mind if we could change it, just because it's kind of been talked about in between us, like, off-air. Yeah, we def- we were just having, f- I think we were just having fun, like, oh yeah, what if we could do something to Mystery Mind? Yeah. But uh, did that, it's it's fun, it's janky, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, first half is weird and uncomfortable, but it's still just so unique The whole cool. ride is just weird and uncomfortable, but that makes it fun in my opinion yeah i think the other thing yeah i think the other thing we got to mention is jack wearing his orion shirt yes (laughs) and anyone like i've got so many comments like oh have you ridden it is it good 
Yeah. And then um the mystery mind five different people commented. At, yeah, at least. And the mystery mind ride off was just flat out roasting it. I actually I know who that was, so that doesn't surprise me. Oh, we also have to talk about Jack's trivial pursuit with lightning rod. <laughs> oh yeah, Jack went like full nerd mode. Uh I could just you were just over there like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but the write-up started asking Dolly with trivia questions. Guess who answered almost every single one correctly? It was just Jack. Yep. The whole time. And, and there were, of course, other enthusiasts trying to answer correctly, and they were wrong, not to flex or anything. But well, he is the guy who just studies Dolly. So well, I mean, okay, so the first one is, the first trivia question he asked is actually a joke that they tell. Um, it's what type of wood is that you can do it with either Thunderhead or Lightning Rod, but what type of wood is Lightning Rod made out of? And the joke is it's made out of Dolly wood. That's the joke. Yeah, it's very, very cheesy. Yeah, I know. But then he was like, okay, but what's it actually made out of? Southern Yellow Pine. I think he asked him, what's the height of the coaster? Yeah. Um, we got that one right. What's the original name of Dollywood? Original name of Dollywood. When did Dollywood open? Uh, what are the names of the trains? And then, of course, he was like, okay, how many buttons are on this panel? And I got to do the ultimate flex. I was like, so actually, the people who designed that panel taught me how to run it. And he was like, okay, I quit. You can do my job. <laughs> yeah, that, that was <laughs> that was That was fun. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. I don't know if Chris was enjoying it. We're I just, just kind of like, stood there and listened and watched. You were st- I was like, I'm just going to do this because I have nothing better to do. Um, and then lightning rod broke, so. Yeah. Uh, but overall, very good day for only, what? We were only out there for like three hours. hours. Yeah. We got to the park at five o'clock, I think-ish, and we left at like 8.15. So we got a good amount done, and we really weren't like hustling around the park. We were kind of taking our time walking places. Yeah. we still got four rides on rod. Yep. And we'll be there all day tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we will have Instagram live, like we said. This will go up uh, after that's happened. So hopefully yeah. you watched. Yeah, if you get if you got to see it, um, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we don't know how that's gonna go. You guys will know before us. Yep, you, yep. We we've got no clue. Um, so yeah, definitely we're looking forward to it. Uh, so next week's show, we really have no clue what's going on. I think we're gonna figure that out tomorrow when we're bored in a line somewhere, probably. Mm-hmm. Um. It could be Chris calling in from a park. It could be us doing something after you're back at your hotel. There's also the slight chance it's me and some guest and just like a voicemail from Chris talking about whatever park he's been to or something. Yeah, Yeah, I think that day that we're supposed to record, I'll be at Six Flags St. Louis, which I've been there. So we could probably do it where I I can call in because I don't have to hustle around the park. Yeah, we're definitely going to figure it out, though. Um, So next week's episode is going to be kind of like a surprise. Um, and then there's a chance that we will be, like, in a week, we will be at Six Flags Over Georgia-ish. Like, what, like nine There's days? a chance. It's not guaranteed. Yes, it's possible. not guaranteed. If that happens, we'll probably do another live thing. Yeah, um, and then we'll, of course, talk about that on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the next couple of days. Again, um, we'll replug it. Uh, again, thank you, Justin, for the new intro voiceover follow him snapshots yep. made yesterday yes please uh go listen to the episode i think it will come out on uh this episode will come out on wednesday morning i think that episode 
of his podcast comes on a Thursday. We were both on there. Yeah, go listen to that. We talk about Alan Shilke, Anton Horskopf. <laughs> yeah, we um, talk about a bunch of different stuff. Oh, we prove that we're the same person. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, uh, but yes, listen to everything. Follow everything. Just do it. Do it. Yep. Do okay. it. Do it now. My best Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. So, yeah. Like, it's a little shorter of an episode, but uh, we're going to go. We're yeah, we're extremely tired. And you have to go ride lightning rods more tomorrow. So, yeah. I think that's it. Yep. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.